Hey there, we're those sci-fi guys. This is that those sci-fi guys show. Just two working dudes, different lives, different jobs, but a whole lot of love for sci-fi and the love that comes with. We're your hosts. I'm PS McKay, and just like my photos backing off to iCloud, I am moving slower than a molasses river after spending the weekend hiking in the mountains. Uh, I'm GT Cavman, and I spent last <laughs> week using my cane. So I'm very happy to be back up and running. Uh, and, of course, having to dig myself out of myself and my sister out of this uh, the blizzard we got over the weekend. The great blizzard of 22. Oh, I'm sure more is coming. I heard there's a whole st- storm over the Midwest right now. Yeah. Coming its way. Ugh, I don't miss that, man. But yeah, we were hiking up in the Sierras. I, I, I let me just say this: I could never make it as an elementary school teacher. Oh my god, I, I chaperoned sixth graders this past weekend, mm. and I don't know about how you remember sixth grade. I remember taking a direction very well in sixth grade. Well, I, I see most of these children things. did not. <laughs> Field trips are a different animal, my friend. Ooh, boy. It was... <laughs> my uh, I son will saw say... a side of me that he never thought he would see, and I'm I'm scared that it scarred him. So... <laughs> going to have to see... You know, we're going to... You have to see the weird parts of your parents at some point. Yes. Yes. You know, I, I'll freely admit that going from... Being kind of a big deal at my office, you know, when I uh, my last couple years in mm-hmm. to uh, and then running to assist at a Girl Scout troop meeting and <laughs> half a dozen, you know, third grade girls running around. They do, <laughs> I couldn't make them listen like soldiers. I promise nope. you that. <laughs> uh, it was definitely an, ex- an exercise in patience. After going from kind of being a big deal in the office, because they had to, because they paid you to be. <laughs> That's great. That's a good point. I, oh my god, kids don't give a crap. They really don't. No. And and I. I and when I they do, it's 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 that cool. It's that much cooler. Yeah. No. That that's true. I literally had these kids lined up at the dorm and I said, okay, 21 of them, 21 of them. I said, okay, we're going to lunch. Bring your masks. Do you have your masks? And everyone said yes. And we walked down to the dorms, which is downhill, by the way, meaning that if we needed to get more masks, we needed to go uphill. We get there, we'd line up at the, at the mess hall and I say, does everyone have their masks? And five of them raised their hands saying they forgot theirs. Five. Five. Now, did you say you asked them, you, you said, don't forget your mask before you left? Yes. I told them five times, make sure you have your masks. Were you oh, the only chaperone? No, there was one other chaperone. He was doing the same thing. Like, unbelievable. I just. One, <laughs> always carry an extra pack of masks. Well, I I did that after that. I grabbed a a whole handful out of the teacher's lounge. So that was your first mistake. Always go over prepared. God, 
the very first Girl Scout event I went to, I couldn't. Uh, was a weekend event at one of those pumpkin patch farms that have a lot of like fall activities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. I had never met the troop leader. I'd never met any of the kids because my better half had that the first couple of meetings. Yeah, and, and don't so, you feel like an interloper at that point? Like you're you're jumping in the middle of something you don't know. I'm used to it. Okay, good. All right. So <laughs> that's your life, really. Yes. So <laughs> I go in there, and you know, we're going out. There had been uh, a little bit of rain, like a, a earlier in the week. So we figured there might have been puddle, but it was nice. It was kind of warm. I think I was in shorts. So it was it was nice day out, you know, like Indian summer kind of thing in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I brought a backpack. I brought water, sunblock, bug spray. I had a towel just in case. And lo and behold, who falls and gets mud? My kid. And some, some of the other kids. Who whips out the towel? And everybody's like, what? You, you did. <laughs> That's awesome. So you you knew it. <laughs> Look, I I used to put I used to I still have a an old sheet that I carry in my trunk that I used to use when I would come back from either the field or from PT when I was sweaty and gross. Mm-hmm. You know, sweaty and, would, and gross. I was well, yeah, but you know, you're running around sweating, you know, doing push-ups in the grass, whatever. Don't want all the that all over your car seats, especially back before I had leather seats, you know. So I would put this sheet over my driver's seat if I, you know, when I was like driving to either the gym to shower or to home. Oh my god, you were twenty and considerate. You were not twenty and gross. Sweaty. I oh sweaty and okay. Sweaty. My 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 point still stands. Your New England, <laughs> you know, your ability to track a New England accent is getting worse. Yeah, with every day, it's great. Oh, mine's starting to come back. <laughs> that being said, yes, that's what I would do. Okay, and my trunk is filled with accoutrement for the weather. I have de-icer spray. I have the one of those extendable brush and scrapers, a shovel very first time you know as soon as we got married i moved my darling spouse up to new york where i was stationed at the time that week i took her to walmart i bought her a can of di spray to remind mind you my wife is from texas i got her <laughs> a scraper and a brush and i got her a shovel she's like what do i need a shovel for oh said, you wait when when you when it happens you'll know and she's like Boy, you were kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> since then, we have always been prepared. Flashlight in the car. I have a small little pocket knife in the car. Pens. You know, got to be prepared. Yeah. You know what? It happens. The, two weeks ago, I was leaving the office. A couple of my guys were stuck out in the yard. Guys who were spent, you know, 10, 12 hours driving trucks. And then one guy goes out to his own personal vehicle and it doesn't start. He comes up. He's like, uh, hey, man, um, you wouldn't have <laughs> jumper cables, would you? Go into the bottom of my trunk and dig out one oh. of those big, like, travel, you know, one of those big 
triple-A sanctioned travel cases that has triangles, that has, you know, a small first aid kit, has a freaking, you know, jumper cables. Yep. Yep. But that I learned early on. Jumper cables were the lifeblood. Agreed. Agreed. And one more thing before we move on to our topics. I must go ahead and tip a cap and raise a drink to the end of an era. The end of an era. And I will say, I really had a hard time accepting it today. It was really tough for me. I had an easier time accepting it today than I did Saturday with all the back and forth. I know, I know. But, well, you raise your, raise your, raise your toast. To Tom fucking Brady. <laughs> Thanks the for greatest. 20 years and six Super Bowls. And I'll say this. I really liked watching him beast the Chiefs last year in the Super Bowl, too. It was pretty sweet. So I'll Putting give Mahomes you that, too. His place. And I like Mahomes. I do, too. I, He's a great guy. I don't like a lot of the rest of the schmucks on that roster, though. No, no. And also with serious issues on that roster. And I love seeing the sports commentator world get knocked flat on their butt. You know, with all their talk about how Mahomes was probably the greater quarterback. Like, no, 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 no. One of the best memes before that Super Bowl was the 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 Anakin Dooku clip. It has Mahomes on Anakin's head and Brady on Dooku's. My powers have doubled since we last met Don. Yeah. Tom, double. Double the pride, double the fall. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was so true. Well, one. to the greatest to the greatest quarterback that we'll never see again in our entire lives. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Now, onward and upward. So our topic today, my friend. Yes. A review of sorts. Uh, yes, retrospective review, evaluation, uh, purview. Yeah, evaluation oh. of what we're seeing so far. Marvel mm-hmm. Phase Four. Yes. Now this is a complicated situation because Marvel Phase Four is partly the product of what what we're seeing now. Of Phase Four is partly the product of the great cough that shall not be named. Uh, it was meant to be in a different order than we're currently getting it. Uh, and, it was yes. supposed to, and it was supposed to come out a whole hell of a lot sooner than it did. Yes, although that is so, leading this year to being stacked. Yes, it is. Yes, And it is. how much they rushed stuff at the end of 2021. <laughs> they had they really, three they movies in. in three, four months. Let's see. So they had Eternals, Spider-Man. Shang-Chi, Eternals, and then Spider-Man, all in like a four-month period. when was Shang-Chi? Wasn't it like August or early September? Something like that. November was the Eternals. Five months, they had three movies, yeah. Yeah, in five months, they had three movies. That's insane. That is insane. Uh, And they had also, what, two series during that period? Well... From January to December, 
they had five. Five, right? They had yep. four live action and what if? What if? Was it five live action? Yeah. WandaVision, live action. Soldier, Loki, and Hawkeye. Yeah. Yep. Right. And then what if? So and what if? Um. Okay. So let me let me let me get this started. So we can all agree. Twenty one was the biggest explosion of Marvel. That's like yes. two to even three. That's like three or four years in phase one or phase two. Absolutely. Because oh my god, they, phase one is a blink of an eye in comparison to what we got in 2021. Well, phase one was Iron Man's one and two, The Incredible Hulk, Captain America, Thor. And then Avengers. And then Avengers, which yeah. Which is a six-movie story arc, which was never heard of. Right. That's a six. That's a six movie story arc. That's insane. Right. It yeah, was when you think and about it. And it was well done too, for the most part. Very well done. Yes. Considering what it was at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look back on it compared to Phase Two, Phase Three, then yeah, obviously they were still feeling things out. But well, they were still feeling things out in Phase Two, honestly. Like uh, according to that that Marvel retrospective book that came out. Um. They were talking about how uh, it wasn't until Captain America Civil War that all the pieces fell in place when Bob Iger gave uh, Kevin Feige the keys to all of Marvel Entertainment. That things finally sat in place and they were able to do exactly what Feige wanted to do. There was no pushback with budgets. There was no pushback with the kinds of characters that could be used. Ike Perlmutter who says that all black people look the same. I'm going to keep saying he was a, such a douche. He honestly, that's what he said about that, uh, about Rhodey. Like, well, ugh. for one thing, Don Cheadle and Terrence Howard aren't even remotely the same shade. They're not even, they're not the same height. They're just completely two different men. Exactly. Like, I thought they were completely different characters. I, I, I wasn't familiar with, with uh, Rhodey, right? When Iron Man came out. Yeah. I thought they were two completely different characters when Iron Man 2 came out. They almost like, were when you think about it. Uh, practically, yeah. Uh, so, I, but whatever. Uh, you know, that that's the, that jerk Ike Perlmutter who just... Ugh. Things got a whole lot better when he left. So yes. let me just tell you that. Um, well, of course. I mean, you definitely have some of... The, you have these issues at times where... I mean, look at what happened with Star Trek when Roddenberry finally passed. I mean, no knock better. on Gene, but <laughs> all the restrictions that he had started to go away. Yes. You, Deep Space Nine definitely wouldn't have been able to be what Deep Space Nine became. Although I do remember, I do remember that in TV Guide, when they're talking about Deep Space Nine and the introduction of Deep Space Nine, and they did a whole episode synopsis of the Emissary. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? That I think I still have that TV Guide. Um, Gosh, I have to look for it. Anyway. they went out of their way to say that Gene Roddenberry gave DS9 his blessing on his deathbed. Yeah, he probably gave it his <laughs> blessing to go forward with another show. Maybe mm-hmm. even a show set on a space station. I doubt he gave it a, its blessing to 
No. <laughs> the uber dark and interpersonal conflicts and war. <laughs> I mean, nope. it's probably like, hey, Gene, we want to do it on the space station. Mix something up. Maybe have a maybe have a racially diverse captain. He probably went, okay. That might have been about it. <laughs> yeah, that's about... Well, you know, between his margarita breakfast and his martini lunch, um, he probably didn't... He couldn't probably see straight by 2 o'clock. Hey, it's a good way to live if you can do it, I guess. <laughs> no, that kind of lifestyle just makes me ill. Like just... Ugh. Makes me sick to think about. Well, I'm not much on tequila anyway. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. But anyway, so so we can all agree that phase three officially ended in Spider-Man Far From Home. Correct? correct. So yes. which was interesting because phase two and phase three both had epilogue movies. Phase two had Ant-Man after Age of Ultron. And Ant-Man was a little bit of a palate cleanser when you think about it. Yeah. It was more of a setup for phase three, really. But, I mean, it's still technically an epilogue. But it also was a lot of fun, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a movie that you didn't have to take too seriously because it was in between crises. Right. So that that was interesting. With Luis being like one of the... Five more, five main characters, you know. I mean, really, how serious could you take? Uh, let me just say, Mrs. Mac loves Louise. <laughs> I mean, who didn't love Louise? <laughs> I'm, I'm the system. I am I'm still pissed that they didn't <laughs> let Michael Pena play Louise, giving the the phase, you know, the 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 entire MCU recap all the way up to. Oh my god, what a missed opportunity. So good. Oh my god, they could have done some kind of after, you know, you know, some something. Oh my god, Disney Plus could still do this. They could still have them do for each phase. Like, oh you gotta contact them. You gotta contact you gotta you gotta tweet Luis. You gotta you gotta you gotta tweet Michael Pena. You have to. uh, or you know. We could just have him start with, you know, like a review of Phase Three. Like, <laughs> Here, man, here's what's gonna happen in Phase Four, man. <laughs> or here's like a recap of 2021. And use use footage of use footage of Paul Rudd sitting in the passenger seat as they talk back and forth about it. Yeah. <laughs> and just have him spend like two minutes talking about Zemo's dancing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, I'm not even I'm such I'm so not talented to be able to put what lines I think he would say that would be so hilarious because there's no, no. there's no imitation of, of Michael Pena. Loki a complete scene stealer in both movies. More yes. more in the first one than in the second one, because they were building more in the second one, but definitely uh-huh. definitely a, a great addition. <laughs> so anyway, so with the end of phase three in which we see the world trying to figure its way out after the blip and everyone coming back and, you know, obviously which, by Spider-Man. The way, can I just say the fact that they are still dealing with the outcome of the blip is definitely one of the better 
storylines because it is a massive event that if they just walked into life as normal would just kind of take it out of the whole share world building thing. You're still seeing it echoing through. Well, I mean, maybe not so much. What if just because of all the different things that was doing, but Loki was a product of it. Yeah. You have Hawkeye, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, all of this crazy shit going on in the TV shows. You see, uh, they didn't really talk much about it in Shang-Chi. No, they did not. But they Do did. Do we even know if Sean got blipped or not? I don't know. Huh. But <clears throat> I, uh, you know, they do kind of mention it a little bit. It's kind of like background info in Eternals. You know, basically they admitted that it slowed down the the progress of the Eternals. Spoiler alert. Yeah, well. <laughs> tough if you shit. haven't you haven't watched that movie by now, this is a sci-fi podcast specifically yeah. about sci-fi Marvel stuff, so. Yeah, so. It did slow down the development of the Eternals by taking away half of the intelligent life on Earth, which allowed for an Eternal to be born. Right. on Earth, From the center of the Earth. And obviously, so. big deals in the Spider-Man movies. Yep. Yes. Um... Okay, so let's talk about it. So so after a whole year off of uncertainty, every single movie where Black Widow was supposed to be the star of Phase 4, um, and then, then what else? Was it the Eternals and then WandaVision or something? Or WandaVision and then the Eternals or something? It was something along that line. It was two movies for Marvel in 2020, and then uh, you go from there. But... Uh, so it starts off not with WandaVision. I'm sorry. My, my God. It, it starts off not with Black Widow, but with WandaVision in January 2021. And actually, Marvel did this. Disney Plus did this whole thing. Can you believe it's already been a year? Um, and then it moves on to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Does it not? Um, yeah, WandaVision. Falcon. Falcon. And then Loki. Loki, and then Black what Widow. If. What if, and Black Widow. Oh, that's right. Black Widow came out last year, Black too. Black Widow came out on July 7th. So we had Black Widow, then Shang-Chi, then Eternals, and then... So they had four movies and five TV series. And, and the four movies came out in five months. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Right. That's insane. Now, granted, so, Black Widow had been in the can for a year and change by the time yeah. it debuted. What was it, like 14 months or something like that? Wasn't it like something May like 2020 that. or something? Yeah. It was <sighs> meant for May 2020, May 4th, 2020. Now, I, I guess uh, we can't really do individual synopses or anything. What we're really talking about is the execution of phase four and what our expectations were versus what we've gotten 
So, so I guess... obviously, so phase three ended with Far From Home, right? Yes. And then it was going to start up with uh, Black Widow, and then I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier. No. And I thought Falcon, no, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was originally supposed to come out before WandaVision. Was it? Yes. Oh. Oh, 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 right, because you're, oh, you're right. Okay, never mind. There was some moderate connected tissue. Right. Black Widow in the form well, of. Well, with uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Yeah. So, okay, so we, we had that. Anyway, all right, so enough with what it was supposed to be. What we got was WandaVision starting off with that two-parter, not the two-parter, but the release of the first two episodes of the Dick Van Dyke uh, era of sitcoms and stuff. Um, right, it was... Which was uh, interesting. It was an interesting way to start off Phase 4. And I gotta say... Well, no, the first episode was more of a 50s-style sitcom. Yes. Well, 60s. Dick Van Dyke... Dick, I mean, Dick Van Dyke was right there with the 50s style. Yeah, early 60s. Yeah, definitely. So I guess the question would be, I feel like, you know, forget the cough that shall not be named, right? Just stop talking about it. <laughs> well, it's an integral part of how this all played out this year. Because uh, it was stacked, like you said. So I guess the question would be, do you think they executed it well? Well, I'll I'll say this: we, in, in some ways, it's almost felt like like a regular broadcast season because you know you go on like six to eight weeks runs of shows, and then there's a couple of weeks off before we start the next part of the season. Then there might be a longer break at the mid season. And, you know, those periodic breaks in these, like, 20-episode, 20, 20 to 23-episode, you know, network seasons. So, when you think about it, yeah, we get usually a couple of weeks between series. Right now, we're kind of in a lull between the end of Hawkeye and whatever, maybe Moon Knight or something that's coming up. Yes, Moon Knight's coming up. So... I guess the, do you feel it worked, the execution of it all? Well, you know, you wouldn't be wrong if people said that 2021 was a little overstuffed with Marvel, considering. I wouldn't even say, I wouldn't even go far as to say that. I guess, I guess my thought is, when you think about phase one, their whole goal was to create the Avengers movie. Well, That's phase, it. but all of the previous phases was all based on movies. So you'd go at, you know, a few months between movies. So there was a lot of anticipation and dialogue. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and you're right. And I'm not, I'm not bashing that either. I'm not even, uh, okay, here's my thought on this and I'll expound upon it. I feel like phase four had too many directions in it. Movie-wise, 
I, I feel like the movies had no real direction. No, you're right. It we was, couldn't in, in a see lot of ways, which direction they were going at all. In a lot of ways, it's going back to a similar like phase one. It's almost like it's reset with, you know, you've had basically two movies that were introducing brand new parts of the MCU. Yes. You got a prequel. You got a sequel. Those were the four. But Shang-Chi and Eternals almost look like they might be setting up what could be coming in like phase five because neither one of them have like a sequel in the near horizon. Everything else is either shows, which I think you're going to see things building up. Um, You might even see like a show jam at some point you know like the oh Defenders. definitely yeah oh like oh here's the falcon and the winter soldier and wanda and you know uh hawkeye or like, you know like kate bishop and and they're gonna join with you know loki to fight mephisto or agatha or you know tony stark's robotic underwear trying to take over the world <laughs> yeah because remember, we got Armor Wars coming. Yep, we do. We've got uh, Agatha. Secret, We've got Secret, Secret invasion. invasion. We've got Ms. Marvel. Which I honestly, I don't know how they're going to pull off Secret Invasion. Because Secret Invasion had the entire idea of the Skrulls being evil. And usurping Earth, Earth's heroes. Whereas, that's not what they are here. They're our allies. So I have to wonder, like, you know, I mean, I and I mean, I'm not expecting you to give an input or anything like that. Um, but I, I just feel like phase four, while we have a wealth of content, just didn't give me anything to to like. Directly look forward to, you know, well, I'll again. Well, a lot of people consider Spider-Man No Way Home like a soft reboot of the Spider-Man franchise. Oh, it absolutely was in case Marvel and Sony couldn't come together and figure something out. So, But they got, have. So we saw the, the, the ads for Doctor Strange, right? So Strange has gotten a little love in um, uh, No Way Thor. Home. And no, no, it, just this part alone. Oh, okay. Got okay. Him in No Way Home. Yep. And there's clear ties to WandaVision. So yep. between those two, there's already been some stuff building towards that. Maybe even with Loki. I feel like Loki's going to be existing outside of the the, the whole universe. Yes. Possibly, but it you know it could also be a red herring that's throwing us. But they're dealing with multiple timelines and variants, and there's some debate as to whether or not we might get variants of other people. Uh, you know, there's rumors that we might see Andrew Garfield again in Doctor Strange two. Actually, I heard Toby is confirmed. 
Cool. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> I'm hoping that they're confirming. I know they basically said that Bruce Campbell is going to be in it somewhere. I kind of hope he has more than one of those cheesy passing cameos he has in regular Sam Raimi movies. And he has yes. a little bit of something to, to sink his teeth into. Yeah, let's not let's, waste good Bruce Campbell here, guys. Don't don't ditch a scenery chewing movie <laughs> legend on these cameos anymore, Sam. Knock that shit off. Oh you owe man a lot was of your career to him. Series. Jack of all trades. He was too good for that show. Well, it was a ridiculous show and it was highly enjoyable. Oh my god, so enjoyable. I even downloaded the Jack of All Trades theme song the when Jack Napster of All came Trades out. theme song is one of the yeah. best theme songs. Hold on, hold on. I'm pulling. Oh, I can't. My phone's rebooting. Oh no. That and the Briscoe <laughs> County Junior theme song. That was are, a good. That's so good. It really was. It was a very well written score, which is why they've used it in the background of things like the Olympics and shit. Uh huh. You're absolutely but, correct. But Jack of All Trades is actually nominated for an Emmy. I think, was it? I think the theme song was. Oh because my god! It's, just, it's so great. It was so great. God, guy, I stayed up till one thirty in the morning watching that. <laughs> yeah, it was on those. It was on at like I think was, East Coast it was, time. It was on like one a.m. Monday mornings at one a.m. It was on I, every Monday morning. I stayed up till two a.m. watching. Uh, was Xena and then Jack of all trades and then Cleopatra 2525. Yeah. And then up till 2 a.m. And then I'd wake up at six and then, you know, go to school. You know, that was when I was young, could do that. So, (laughs) oh my God. I, I, I got my spouse hooked on, uh, Briscoe and Jack of all trades. Oh man, is that even available to buy? Jack of all trades. I had it on DVD. It must be available on iTunes. It's not. It's not too far a leap to go from DVD to to digital. Do a quick. I can't you know, search. I, I I'm internetless right now. My my computer is mounted and my phone is re- rebooting. So <laughs> right now, later, we have shit to finish. So it totally sounds like we do. So. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway. So, so direction. I mean, it just feels it just feels like someone took things and threw it against the wall and, and not in a bad what? way. I think there's a couple of different streams that are going. There's yes. Definitely the magical stream, which has got Wanda. And I'm sure. Agatha Harkness, that's going to come back around. Oh, yeah, she's got a show coming. And Doctor Strange, those three are definitely tied in. There is a possibility that Loki could tie in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Because there is that that science is magic shit that they do with Thor. Right. So, maybe. But there's definitely at least three that are connected there. Then, if you look, Falcon and the Winter Soldier... Hawkeye, those are like grittier ground level stuff. Yep. And there's definitely a hint of that going on. Yes. Now, with the magic, obviously we saw Wong show up in Shang-Chi. 
True. And pull them into something. So there's definitely they were setting the stage something there, right? Because they were talking about, oh, well, we don't know where these rings came from. They, they don't they don't match anything. They don't match Infinity Stones. You got Banner. You've got Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. She was there too, right? Yeah. Yep. And maybe that'll tie into the Marvels and Miss Marvel somewhere. Maybe who knows? Um, now I do think that they are trying to, in some way, set up a Young Avengers. Oh no, they totally are. Yeah, yeah. So in in almost all of in actually in all of the TV shows to date, they have hinted at Young Avengers. So you have in one division, you have the twins, her and Vision's twins, which that's one of her goals to bring them back. Yeah, Speed and Wiccan is who they were in the comics. Yep. Then you have. In Falcon the Winter Soldier, Isaiah Bradley's grandson. Who, oh, yeah, you're right. He became like a Captain America type. Doesn't like, he have doesn't he have super strength or he if he doesn't, he'll get it or something like that. Well, I mean, the superhero, the super soldier serum is now widely available, apparently. So, oh, of course, it's it's, you know, it's it's like steroids. <laughs> then so you've got him and then you have like uh shit uh Loki they had variants of like kid Loki which apparently was a member of like young avengers at some point too in one of the comics i read so i okay. i i i saw that was it was in one of those um Review videos I saw, I think that it's highlighted that. And then you have, of course, Kate Bishop. Yes. So. Bummer, Jack of All Trades is not available, at least on iTunes. And that's the most universal <laughs> digital distributor. That and the movie Dutch, which with Ed O'Neill and Ethan Embry. That 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 movie just disappeared. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, anyway, there's at least some signs of seeding for the future. Yes. And there's also hints that there might be a Thunderbolt TV show coming up, and which is why you see they've the they've Hulk's. had Zemo. And Abomination, who is confirmed to be in She-Hulk. You may see a continuation of some of this stuff in Moon Knight and She-Hulk. We established that Abomination was in Shang-Chi, right? Yes. He was fighting um, Wong. And we saw them. We saw Wong bringing him back to the S.H.I.E.L.D. containment place. That's what it looked like. Yeah. So... And let me let me say this: There's not enough Wong in the MCU for me right now. Oh, I think we've established that after after the original Doctor Strange and almost every other appearance, he's been a scene stealing, hilarious <laughs> addition. Is that everyone? You wanted more? <laughs> when he's talk, or when he's arguing with Strange and in Infinity War about a sandwich, he's like. I don't carry money. He's like, 
well, it looks like you're not getting your sandwich. And he's like digging through his robes. <laughs> yeah. From the very end of Doctor Strange, when he starts, well, when you see him listening to Beyonce, and then he starts just bursting out laughing on the street corner. Yup. <laughs> there, there needs to be more Wong in my world. Absolutely. Criminally oh underserved. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, it's a terrible vo- it's a terrible version. <laughs> there's a weird there's a weird like siren in the background which shouldn't be, but anyway. Dude, that is a great <laughs> song to sing while drinking. <laughs> Which, of course, is where the it, it's being shot in a bar. Yeah, it really was. And I really like, because you got to give him credit, there's a dude who's dancing on a table with a peg leg. That's true. That was Oh, my God. Funny. Oh, my God. I, I know I have it here. And he's he's doing, what is it, the old Glory Stars and Stripes, you know, the, the remake of that famous painting of the Revolution with the bandaged guys with the flag and the fife and the drum yes and, <laughs> and they're on like bermuda or something like that it's it's like french pollen it's like uh it's like in polynesia somewhere here we go the original napster file and then, oh, I love this part. This, this part. All the Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. <laughs> Wait. Bring it around. There we go. And the, and the penny nice whistle. Tin whistle, by the way. Yeah, yeah. the penny whistle. And there's the parrot. <laughs> the parrot. The, 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 parent, the parrot who's like their informant. That was literally one of the first files I ever downloaded on Napster when Napster was legal. So <laughs> this was one of my all time this was oh, an all time guilty pleasure show. Oh god. It is so absurd and acronistic. <laughs> it's absolute batshit crazy. Was it a Sam Raimi? Yes, yes, it, it was it part of the action be. block because because he did Cleopatra twenty five at twenty five as well, and it was the same kind of craziness because that show and Cleopatra were twenty were were thirty minute block shows that took right. over for Hercules, right? Because Hercules right. Hercules ended a, a a season and a half before Xena ended, so yeah. Yeah. You're right. I remember. I remember. These were like shows <laughs> I would watch at like midnight in college, you know, like. You oh, know. yeah. Oh, and you were on college time, too. So it was easier for you to do that. Although I don't remember you having a TV in your dorm. I had a TV in my dorm. Did you have a TV in your dorm? Of course I had a TV in my dorm. I would have hoped so. Was I so, a but... monk? Uh, 
you, you, you do you want me to name the school you went to? <laughs> I was a friar. You were a friar. <laughs> so, um, gosh, where are we with time? Let's see. Um, uh, well, you know, when it boils down to it, my friend. Yeah. It most definitely. I am very anxious to see what's going on with Marvel Phase uh, Phase Four. Now I'm assuming that they're they're going to continue with Phase Four for a while because they haven't told us that they're swapping over to Phase Five. Normally they no. have some sort of culminating event. So Phase I've Four heard. might be longer as far as amount of projects versus time. Because remember, Phase might be both. Phase, phase one was four years long. Yeah. And phase two was three years long. Now, technically, did Iron Man 3, was that still phase one? That was phase two. It was the start of phase two, okay. It was the start of phase two, yeah. It was the first movie after Avengers. Right, it was the first movie after Avengers. And then, and then they... Thor the Dark World. And then Winter and then Soldier. Winter Soldier, which, which, you know, people were like, they didn't like... Uh, Iron Man 3 because of the Mandarin. Mm-hmm. They didn't like Thor the Dark World because it was Thor the Dark World. Uh, <laughs> which still probably the Man, worst Marvel movie, but Iron still Man. not a bad movie. No, but Iron Man 3 was also a billion dollar movie too. Yes, it was. Uh, and then the Winter Iron Soldier Man. just changed the game entirely. It was hands down... But, well, obviously it was the best movie since the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, easily. And it stands up as one of the best movies in the MCU to date. It was just yes. so tight. There really wasn't a ton of garbage or fat or anything. No. It was very much a political thriller, which was nice. It was a different, you know, I mean, aside from the fact that Falcon flew in a jetpack and there was flying aircraft carriers. And yeah, two super soldiers. That was really it. That was it. And yeah, you, you didn't think see about much superheroing. There wasn't yeah. fighting faceless CGI armies. Mm-mm. You know, there was a lot of, you know, close hand-to-hand combat, gun, you know, gunplay. You know, there was a lot of gritty stuff that you would see in most, you know, non-sci-fi fantasy superhero TV shows and movies. And yeah. I will say this, like Agents of Shield handled that air, that 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 moment very well. Oh, it was re- that was a really a lot good of fun, especially. But they yanked the premise right out halfway through the first season. They're like, uh-huh. oh, by the way, fuck your TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the tie in with Thor the Dark World was basically them cleaning up Asgardian junk, right? Yep. That was the yeah. episode after Thor the Dark World. But like Captain America Winter Soldier, it changed the entire last third of the season. <laughs> it really I mean, did. It went from being Agents of Shield, where like Shield's this big thing, to like, oh shit, it's like They're a Shield on the run. Civil War, uh, you know, the the heel turn of one of the agents. I mean, that was mm-hmm. that was baller. I mean, yep. You got to give the the TV folks credit for pivoting hard on that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that so, was like, hey guys, you want to do a TV show about Agents of Shield? Yeah, that sounds great. Shield's gonna be, 
in there for a while, you know, they're back up the adventures and shit. And it's like, oh, damn, maybe we can get the occasional cameo from people. Yeah, because, like, Sam Jackson shows up in, like, the, you know, like, in a small cameo in, like, the fourth episode or something like that. And then it's, like, nothing. Nothing. They blew up the premise, and they get, like, cameo. You, know, you get, like, Maria Hill occasionally, yep. you know, for the first couple of years. And then you get, like, you know, Lady Sif. And then it's, like, a bunch of background agents from S.H.I.E.L.D. that who mm-hmm. were, like, in the background a couple of the movies. And that's it. Yeah. They, they hit this stuff. <laughs> By the way, folks. From from my foxhole, Agents of Shield was a really fun show. I really enjoyed it. I really it hurts me the more I see them basically try to like go away from yeah. The farther it split off, it bothered me. I loved how Clark Gregg acted as Colson. Ming Na Wen as Melinda May was a huge plus. Ming Na Wen is like fifty five now. She is You would never know it. She is a straight badass. I love Ming Na Wen. In real life, she is a straight badass. Yeah, she's she is a <laughs> she's been inducted as a Disney legend already. Yeah, she has has a she was Mulan, the voice of Mulan. Yep, the voice of Mulan. Then she got a Marvel super. Well, she got a Marvel character. Mm-hmm. And she's now on Star Wars. She's yep. a super nerd too. She's a triple threat. She loves she loves all of this shit. She is a big nerd, which is so cool. She was in Stargate Universe, by the way. Not surprising. And apparently yeah. she's going to show up on Young Sheldon later this year, which oh, fits, she? With, fits with <laughs> plenty of sci-fi people showing up on Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon. I need to catch up on Young Sheldon with the, with the children. I so. don't even watch it, but uh, I know that one of their stars is the legendary Wallace Shawn. The dad? No, he's like the grand. He's like this. Her, oh his yeah, uh, sorry, the grand Nagus. Yes, grand Nagus. I don't know if he's been around for the last season. Yeah, but he was. He was a recurring guest for oh, a while. Yeah, he, was, he was. He was dating Mima, <laughs> <laughs> the grandmother. So <laughs> he was a physicist. He was the only person that Inconceivable. He could talk about. Oh no, it was very conceivable for Sheldon to talk to him. So. I know, but I mean, <laughs> I, I know, I know. Wallace Shawn is definitely a legend in the sci-fi <laughs> fantasy community. So, <laughs> um, yes, yeah. yeah, so I guess. Okay, so getting back to Phase Four. Okay, so here, here, Phase I Four. I do right? one thing to point out, and yes. and go ahead, finish your point. So. I would love Phase 4 to bring in, or even into Phase 5. There's been some rumors since they've already brought back, and and here's where this is great. They have brought back Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio as Daredevil and Kingpin, respectively. Brought them yep. back from the... Uh, Netflix, from the Netflix uh, world. Nether world. And there's a lot of reports that Tristan Ritter and John Bernthal are being... Asked to come back. Um, I heard Kristen Ritter is actually being recast. Disappointing, because I thought she did a pretty good job as Jessica She Jones. did do a very good job. Th- I think she's got too many other... I think she's just a victim of her own success. Maybe. You know, and you will see some of that. You know, and one of the things I really enjoyed about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was their take on Ghost Rider, the Robbie Reyes version. 
Yeah, no, my God, that was a pleasant, that was a pleasant delight. Best version of Ghost Rider put the film yet. Absolutely, absolutely. I had yeah. no idea what to expect, and I just loved his version of, of Ghost Rider. It was Agents fantastic. of S.H.I.E.L.D. did some really good things, and I would love to see uh, Chloe Bennett back as Daisy Johnson. I would love to see uh, Ming-Na back as uh, Melinda May. And, yeah, I would love to see Phil Coulson back. So sue me. I don't care if they consider him dead in true canon. Coulson lives. Because <laughs> he was great. And that's why it was so awesome that they did bring him back in. You know, obviously they could do the prequel in, in Captain Marvel. Yeah. But he's like a brand, you know, he's a brand new agent working for Nick Fury. That was great. It was nice to see him I kind of wish back. he had a bigger role. Yeah. He had enough of a role where he, he like, he like demonstrates trust in Nick Fury, and that's about <laughs> it. But still, I kept but thinking I, during during all of Captain Marvel. I kept thinking about okay, so it's the summer of '95. I can obviously see that. Where was I during most of the summer of '95? And I'm like, oh, I was in Europe. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I kept, was in I Europe thinking, the following summer. Yes, you were. Um, I kept thinking like, okay, what would have been going on at that point in young McKay's life if there were these aliens going on in L.A. right now at that point, you know? Didn't matter. We were in New England. Fuck L.A. That would have been our thought. <laughs> of course it's L.A. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Didn't we just watch uh, L.A. get blown up on Independence Day? I mean, come on. Not in 95. No. We got, we got, we got, we got teases of it teases of it yeah. but uh yeah so wouldn't have mattered. okay so here here's my thing here's my thing about phase four mm-hmm. i just want a hint about where we're going they're giving us hints on characters well they're giving in. us i think a couple of different venues i think you're going to see maybe the tv and the movies having like parallel lines you, yes. But right now we've already demonstrated that there's at least two different lines going. You have the mystical, and then you have the real, and then you have the gritty down-to-earth shit. Yes. Both can go parallel, because we know Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes have hung out with Wanda Maximoff and Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's not like, you know, when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter and whatnot were like, and, you know, the Daredevil and, and Iron Fist and all those guys were like, hey, we're part of it. And they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's not like that. True. Um, so there's definitely shit going on. I think, and this is my thought, I think you will see Sam Wilson as Captain America. Possibly you might see them show up in Armor Wars because... Sam and Rhodey looked like they were kind of buddy buddy at times. Uh, the well, yeah, they're both military, so yeah. But that also falls into that kind of gritty real world kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. To a degree, even though Iron Man, maybe not so gritty real world, but you know, you could see them show up there. Heck, you could see Sam Wilson show up in Secret Invasion because you know he he. 
joined Nick Fury in Captain America's Rebellion Against Hydra. You could see him show up with a cameo. I know he's not listed as one of the stars, but, you know, he could show up kind of like a Don Cheadle cameo in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, obviously... Justin Hammer. I do want to see... I I mean, Sam Rockwell... (laughs) He's too good of an actor not to be coming back in, but... He was so good as the douchey competitor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but, and, and, and I don't disagree with anything you're saying at all, but I just, I just need a little taste. Give me you're a right. taste of where you're going. Just I mean, a small taste. I mean, they're, they're telling us all these different projects and stuff. Great. But I am not smart enough to figure out how She-Hulk links into Moon Knight, links into, uh, secret invasion and i hear i hear that the next big event which is 10 years out is secret wars you know hmm. so but i don't know i hey, have that's no good. idea it how they would bother the regular people who have to work in the marvel universe it's, well very true all these wars are but, going on in secret but exactly joe but can still go is, get his coffee and go to work We've got all of these people, all of these projects, and I don't know where they're going at all. In fact, I don't even know when Phase 4 is supposed to end. Like, do we even have an idea of how that works out? I mean, well, suppose traditionally it's been heralded by an Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And maybe you know? there will be, you know, an Avengers 4 where they have to fight over bloating of the universe. <laughs> well, didn't they do that? They fight War? franchise fatigue in phase five. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, we know that Thor Love and Thunder is coming out in like 23, I think. Or is it? Is it this year? No, I think it got pushed back to January or February of 23. And then we know Guardians 3 and Wakanda Forever and... The, Guardians uh, 3 is coming out July 23. And the the Marvels. Marvels is, I mean, the TV show. That'll come out. No, Miss Marvel. You're confusing with the movie, the Marvel. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. They're doing Miss Marvel first and then the Marvels. Which I think is going to be Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and... I think that uh, got pushed back to Monica 24, Rambo, 2024. Maybe. Gosh, I mean, I've. We need a clear. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on. It's just, it's insane, and I don't. And it's not their fault necessarily because they're doing everything they do is good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, and believe me, and I am. My lament is the lament of a very spoiled fan. Oh yes. Who is just going, just going off of, you know, what's happened in the past, and I'm not seeing that same paradigm shape out. Remember when it sucked that, uh, you know, when Infinity War ended and we had to wait an entire year because Captain Marvel wasn't really adding anything to what we knew about no. what happened to the end, only that, well, we know she's going to show up. Right, and she'll be a force to reckon with. Mm-hmm. All I can say is, Thank God that Infinity War came out in 2018 and that Endgame came out in 2019. Can you imagine if it was one year pushed out? Oh, my God. 
<laughs> yeah. We, we still probably wouldn't have seen Endgame at this point. Well, we would have had like, a brand new pandemic when everybody crowded into the theaters because ooh. there was no way they were going to stream that at home. No, they were not. Oh, my God. Yeah, Just... we, we lucked out a little bit with that. But, you know, when, that's when why there is about... God. That's all I got to say. <laughs> that's how I know there's a God. <laughs> I know two things. There is a God and I'm not him. Yeah, and he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> Come on. It sounds like it would be uh, a There's only one God, you. ma'am. Oh, There's only right. one God, ma'am. From and Captain he doesn't America. dress like and I'm sure he doesn't dress like that. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, not not like Loki, but maybe more like Thor. Yeah. You know, the long hair, the beard. Yeah, know. but a cape? Robes, robes. I mean, he, <laughs> remember in Thor robes the Dark World? He, remember when he walked around in a Snuggie for most of Thor the Dark World? Uh, true. Actually, no, I need to rewatch Thor the Dark World. <laughs> hey, you know, one of the underrated things that you see in some of these later Marvel movies, phase at least phase two and beyond, is, you know, remember how we talked about with Spider-Man and Hawkeye consequences? Yes. You saw severe PTSD with Tony Stark in yep. Iron Man 3 and Thor in Endgame. Guilt, depression, PTSD, all of that. Fat Thor, while at times played for jokes, was also extremely heartbreaking when you think about it. Oh, yeah. This man who was powerful, you know, supremely confident in his abilities, you know, and just seeing him break. It was heartbreaking. 1,500 years old. Killed twice as many of his enemies. Yeah, and, you know, it, someone pointed out that, for the most part, every, a lot of, you know, a lot of the other people poked fun at Thor, but the one who really didn't poke fun at him much in his depression was Tony Stark. No, the worst he said was Lebowski. Yeah, but he wasn't snarky about it. No. He almost had this, like, knowing look on his face as he was passing him. During a rewatch, well, I noticed that someone had brought it up, and yeah, in the rewatch, I noticed it's like he's like out of the way, Lebowski, but it wasn't like, you know, it was more like his regular kind of off the cup things, not like yeah. trying to needle somebody. He wasn't. He wasn't disappointed in him. No, because I think he understood, and you got to see like Captain America stopped avenging. Yeah, but he he started doing crisis counseling in Survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but like there was significant consequences. Steve Rogers retired, you know, I mean, Hawkeye, you know, but, you know, what you saw, like consequences like Scott Lang under house arrest for all of his second movie. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, they're doing a much better job in these superhero movies. And now the show is showing the consequences of their actions. And. They are not for movies and TV shows. They're doing a better job of showing PTSD. They're showing depression. They're showing issues that come with this. You know, not just like 
screaming bloody rage like Batfleck in. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and to, I'll give him credit. Batfleck was, was a, a good Batman. He was a pretty good Batman. No, he was, he was he was a good Batman. He was not pretty good. He was good. Yeah, he was a he good was. Bruce Wayne. Like he was he was the best out of all of them all rounded. He was a good older version. Yes. You're right. Um but then of course it would get overdone. You know, I mean they they veered a little too hard at the back end of that movie. The, you know, unwilling the uh unwillingness to see logic and to reason, which is something that Batman was usually known for doing, you know. But anyway, uh consequences is a big thing and they didn't I think they did it better in Marvel than they did in DC, which was like just scores of horrible disasters and whatnot. And then you saw things like damage control being brought up, which is still barely ever seen and mentioned. But they kind yes. of just Oh, damage control. Mm, damage control. Okay. But <laughs> yeah. they, they they made an attempt of, of saying, hey, well, we decided to create this entire department of the government to deal with this situation. The Sokovia Accords, which after a couple of mentions and, you know, after, you know, Captain America Civil War and then, you know, a couple of mentions in the subsequent movies as well as mentions in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tangentially. That's really about it. The Sokovia Accords, does it even really exist anymore? I mean, they didn't really talk about it much in any of the modern TV shows. No. I mean, no, the they best, did not. The best you get was, you know, in back in the Winter Soldier, the bank guy asking Sam, well, what do you do for money, man? <laughs> well, that is the question, right? Uh, you know that the the advantage of things like Bruce Wayne funding the Justice League or Tony Stark funding the Avengers is that there's a multi-billionaire funding these things, right? Mm-hmm. Now everybody's kind of on their own, and that that's another thing. Everybody is on their own. Sam started out working with the government, but even he had to split for a time. And he has to join forces with a guy he doesn't really like most yeah. of the time. Banner, Banner's in his own lab. Right. Obviously, he's still somewhat connected to whatever remaining of the Avengers, but it doesn't appear to be a, a big situation. I mean, you have, at best, duos working together. Yes, yes. So, I don't know. Uh, you're right. Uh, I mean, you, you're right, and and I mean, all that's what it is. Phase four is a bunch of consequences coming to roost, and now we just don't know. We're just seeing everyone kind of like try to make their own way at this point. And again, fine. I like that. I like seeing those consequences. I just kind of want a taste of where they're going. Well, you, you might know? also see. WandaVision somewhat tie into obviously I think probably to Miss Marvel if you've got Monica Rambeau who's going to appear in 
the Marvels. I think yes. she might show up there, but you might also see because she wasn't working with Sword. Sword will probably be somewhat involved in uh, Secret, Secret Invasion. Invasion. Oh, they're going to be totally involved in Secret Invasion. Right. So that's the whole point. I, I mean, you there. There's some interconnection there. We'll see where it goes. There's. There's been some just, discussion that people like Yelena Belova, uh, U.S. agent, um, Zemo, Abomination, they're all going to be part of a Thunderbolts team. Yes, and I mean, you with... know, we talked about that, and yes, I, I can see all that. None of it's spelled out, though, and this is this is the stinger that I'm talking about. You know, it would be at the end great... of Avengers. Hold on, at the end of Avengers. That last cut, well, the second to last cut scene, when we saw Thanos turn around and smile, suddenly we all knew what the MCU was building to. And in fact, no, I didn't. I had no idea who Thanos was at the time. If you knew who Thanos was, you knew you knew what the, the what what it was all building to, and that that was cool. That was that was that's the big sniff I'm wondering about. And, and we're not getting that big the sniff. Infinity Saga. Yeah, what is the saga going to be? Well, you know, is it... they they teased. What is it? Firefox isn't that Thanos's kid or brother Firefox. or whatever? Brother. Brother, whoever. But yeah. I mean, I, how is that possible when they're supposed to be androids? No, but he wasn't one of the Eternals. He's the one who appeared to the Eternals. Oh, he's a Titan. Yeah, he appeared to the Eternal. Oh, I forgot he's Pat a Oswald. Yeah, and Puck is not a, a Titan, but <laughs> no. So, but still, I, I don't know. You know, uh, there's been some thoughts that maybe, well, Kang the Conqueror might be the new villain. Well, we, okay, we I totally see. forgot about Kang. Kang's so, gonna, you know, I mean. And he's going to be Dr. Von Doom. I mean, you got Doom coming around. I mean, they, they alluded to Doom in in the uh, Moon Knight trailer. Well, and don't forget, we basically saw Kang, or a version of Kang in Yeah, we did. Loki. We saw one of the versions of Kang in Loki. I mean, yeah, I mean, Kang could be the big bad, but we just don't know how it's going to play out. You know, it would be great to tie up the TV series. The protagonists of the TV series fighting their nemeses who form like a Thunderbolts. Because they've already set up some of these bad guys. You know, Zemo, Abomination. Um, I had it... Uh, Maybe White Vision. Um, you've got uh, uh, Yelena Belova. You get some of these like anti heroes and bad guys who team up to be the Thunderbolts, and maybe there's a showdown with you know these TV Avengers. And they would play it out so it wouldn't be like a TV show. No, you're right. No, it would be and... like a miniseries. It would be like, uh, you know, kind of like a Defenders, but it would be like Sam and Bucky and maybe Wanda and 
I, I don't know, uh, Kate Bishop or, you know, some of these protagonists teaming up to fight the these guys. Could be. I don't know. Maybe it's none of these things. Maybe it's a... Maybe it's going to... They're all going to show up in a big movie to fight Darkseid. I don't know. Mm. Well, I, I, th- I think the big thing is we just don't know where it's going. Right. And while it... Even though we don't know where it's going and that is our big yearn, it's still entertaining. And it is still a fun ride. Yes. Correct? It is. I, I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going. I am very curious to see what, how Phase 4 evolves. Because it definitely, it, after a while, you know, like, at least when they mapped out Phase 3, they showed Infinity Saga kind of at the end of it. You know, when they announced all the different movies. So yeah. we knew something was coming. We wasn't sure it was going to shake out, but we knew how things were s- scheduled. We yep. have no idea what's going on. We have no idea what's coming. And, you know, maybe that's Kevin Feige learning from the past and just, you know, giving us little tastes within the next year or two. Who knows? But he's the best drug dealer in the world because we keep coming back. I don't know. Lucasfilm's pretty good, too. Their strain of marijuana kind of got a little stale. So, ah, but not on TV. No, you're right. <laughs> Clone Wars <laughs> season seven, Mandalorian, even even Book of Boba Fett has had people salivating. Yes, I no. really enjoyed the Bad Batch too because it tied in to the the TV shows, and of course it brought back Ming Na Wen. Oh, they showed Fennec in Bad Bash, didn't they? Yeah. And she she voiced it. She did. She's the greatest. You know, it doesn't matter what role she does. As long as it's true to the character, she does it. She's so awesome. Well, they basically wrote this role for her. So. Yeah. Yeah, I no, mean... true. Well, I mean, Bo-Katan was basically written for uh, uh, Katie. Katie. I can't wait for her to come back. I was so happy when... She came back as Bo-Katan. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that role was basically written for her, and they intentionally made the character look like her. So... I know. I know. I mean... <laughs> Rosario Dawson... Calm down kind of, there. Calm down. <laughs> you know, but it's just so good. It is so nice to see these characters, because it validates the just how good the Clone Wars really was. Right. Oh, and here is my here's the point. I'm yearning for phase four to give us direction. We have a direction with live action Star Wars on the TV side. Heir to the Empire. Coming to Thrawn. It's going to erupt with Thrawn. And we're going to see something happen. And we we just don't know when. We don't know how. But we're going to be seeing an Ezra. We're going to be seeing Thrawn live action. We're going to be seeing Ahsoka come back. We're going to be seeing all of them come back in some shape or form in the ultimate series. Fingers crossed Sebastian Stan Luke Skywalker. Oh, man. It wouldn't be unheard of. Wouldn't be unheard of. They they, they would probably have to do a little bit of... I forgot that he was Tommy Lee. 
That's right. Oh my God, he he was. Uh... I was willing to buy him as Tommy Lee more than <laughs> I was going to buy Lily James as uh, as Pamela Anderson after seeing her in like Downton Abbey and and what was she in? Was she in not Beauty and the Beast but uh, Cinderella? Or, you know, but Cinderella. Like, she it's really. They've made her up to look a lot like Pam. She, she well, okay. She's, here's here's the kicker about Lil, uh, about Pamela Anderson, and then we need to wrap things up. Um, Pamela Anderson is the ultimate female female impersonator. Like all of her attributes are accentuated artificially. She does that. That's her thing. That's what she does. So if you take a woman who bears any vague resemblance or like blonde, tall, um, relatively same build, not the same, but close, but not even that close. But as long as you accentuate the same attributes that Pamela Anderson accentuates, the very the very pasted skin, the accentuated eyebrows, the bangs that 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 can keep you're, the southern border secure. Just... I'm just saying the bangs that can keep the southern border secure. You know, <laughs> like uh, it, there they are. I mean, but Tommy Lee, man, I'm impressed that that that's Sebastian Stan. I could I couldn't believe he looks that. like he had to strip down some weight for Tommy Lee. Everyone needs to. Everyone needs to <laughs> for Tommy Lee. <laughs> Jesus Christ, was that heroin? I I, I think he's Probably. like I don't I think he's clean. Maybe now. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I think that's the ultimate end. We've already spiraled out. We've start, started talking about Star Star Wars and Pamela and <laughs> Tommy Lee. <laughs> the war for the Darksaber. The we'll war take Mandalore for the Down with Thrawn. There you go. And with that note, you guys keep dreaming. We'll keep working and dreaming. And so long, everyone. We'll see you on the high ground, folks. <laughs> Those Sci-Fi Guys is an independent broadcast by Alpha Sight Productions, produced by DT Cavman and P.S. McKay. Music courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. For more information on upcoming episodes, follow P.S. McKay on Twitter at P.S. McKay, or go to ThoseSciFiGuys.com for past episode information. 